0: The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season and your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the mad titan scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrillscom shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop, select your items and then use coupon code beers, B-E-E-R-S at checkout, you'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative.
1: There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew
0: Brown. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. As you know, my name is Casey.
1: And my name is Matt. It is day 23, the final day, Casey, of the Infinity Saga series.
0: This is insane to me. And I, I started to talk about this on the episode that you heard yesterday for Endgame. But, you know, this has been... Six months in the making for us. You know, we've already pulled the curtain back. You guys know that. We're actually recording this today on October 15th. So we're, the, the episodes have already started releasing out to you all um, uh, the last couple of days, and the response has been great. So I can only imagine where we're going to be at uh, basically 21 days from now. But yeah, today we're talking Spider Man Far From Home, the final movie. In a couple of ways. The final movie in the Infinity Saga series, the final movie of Phase Three, and as crazy as it is to say this, the final Marvel movie that any of us have seen in the
1: last uh, 15 months. And not just Marvel movies, but like Marvel content. Like, I mean, I think some of the shows were supposed to be out at this point, but they just didn't finish production.
0: Yeah, I know, I know the trailer dropped for WandaVision a couple of weeks ago. We put that up in the group. That looks amazing. Um, we're all just clamoring for some new content. And, and part of it actually is going to have to do with what we talk about today, which was how this movie ended. There were a number of loose threads. And I, I know we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, but I think in context, we probably will also have a little bit more, you know, maybe talking about some of those loose threads that were left open over the last 23, 23 movies, including this movie, and kind of where do we go from here, because there's so much more content out there, and we're going to have several more shows at some point on what's coming and stuff, but, you know, we want to wrap up what is the Infinity Saga series and this journey that you've been on with us today, so so let's do that, let's, let's just jump right into it. Um, Matt, I was telling you before we started recording, I'm not super thrilled about this movie. Like this movie, it was a good movie. I would even call it maybe good bordering on a really good movie. But after I I, I remember feeling this in the theaters and I, I know I feel it now too. I, I, I feel like we were on the downward slope of something so epic that in a lot of ways, I almost feel like this movie did not have to be created. I almost feel like it it knocked the Infinity Saga off of its equilibrium a little bit. So much so that when we started this thing, we thought there were only 22 movies because we forgot this movie existed. Like that 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 I mean think about that. That's like the psyche of where we were at when we started this thing 6 months ago until we looked at a different list and said, "Oh my god, we forgot about Spider-Man Far From Home." But I that's kind of it's like it's the movie the MCU forgot is how I feel. I, am I off base here?
1: I am in agreement with you that it is a good borderline really good movie. And even I think you could say it's a really good movie and I wouldn't would really have an argument there for you. But, I mean, we talked about this with Ant-Man and the Wasp. And now I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is not as good of a movie as this is. But it's all of where it's placed. Mm-hmm. That we're coming off Endgame, which is this, this high emotional moment. And then this is the next thing. And now it does play on those emotions. Because, it, you know, a big part of this movie is the absence of Iron Man Tony Stark in Peter Parker's life and him discovering... How do I kind of be a superhero now without this mentor figure? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still there, but I, 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 I agree with you that that it, it's a good, really good movie, but also, again, maybe a prisoner of, of the time.
0: Yeah, I honestly feel that that's actually what what happened here, is that it was the prisoner of, of the time. And, uh, you know, I was reading up on this a little bit, Marvel was not happy with how Sony played their hand with this either. Sony wanted this released in summer 2019 and in, in, they, in and they and unfortunately, and I remember you and I talking about this when Infinity War and Endgame that whole thing was happening and you know of course Spider-Man, you know, he gets dusted away and I remember us saying, "Well, obviously he doesn't die cuz the Spider-Man movie's coming out in, in the summer." And that was exactly what Marvel didn't want to happen was that they, they didn't, well, they wanted the suspense of Spider Man coming back. What's going on? Not any good you know, lay person and people who watch watch the Hollywood news would know that Spider-Man of course was coming back, but the trailer for it and, and the news for it, that just, it kind of defeated some of the hype a little bit, I guess with, with game and, and, and kind of that period between infinity war and Endgame, So, yeah, I definitely feel that it's, it's a victim of the time. Um, and, and I think that as a standalone story, it could work without the the Iron Man components, without the lack of Tony Stark components. I Yes, I remember going to see it and I remember watching it and I remember feeling the the, the feels of, of losing Iron Man. But by that point, we were already, I think at that point, we were like four months or five months removed from when Endgame had come out. They had just re-released Endgame in the theater so it could get over the, the number one mark. And then it's it was almost like, they ran the risk of overkill, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, ultimately, the, we've gotten three MCU movies a year for how many years? And and so I think that... I mean, it, and, and this is any movie, either cinematic universe or sequel or even totally unrelated movies, that if the, the movie that you saw last was this epic movie Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the next one just you're not going to reach those levels and that's what this movie kind of falls victim to
0: well i also think this movie falls victim to some plot point issues too I, i i feel i remember when i saw the preview for this and i remember seeing mysterio and I I just, and again, I'm not a comic book guy at all. You're the comic book guy. I'm barely a comic book guy, but I know enough about Spider-Man from video games to know that Mysterio was always a villain. So to see the trailer where Mysterio is supposedly this ally of Nick Fury and, and Peter Parker and Spider-Man, and, and you're going, huh? I almost feel like they played that. I, I don't know I don't know how it, it just didn't it didn't feel authentic to me the way that it was teed up like i I was feeling the whole time I'm just waiting for him to betray Parker like I was like how was it going to happen like I knew it was going to happen
1: like a very shameful admission okay i I totally got duped like i i I know what? Like, I know mysterio is a villain i it, it's 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 i'm I'm highly embarrassed about this really I wow. this movie like, I know mysterio is this villain. But they played it so well. And with the whole time travel thing, you very much like the idea that someone came from another universe and something like that. I'm like, all right, so maybe they're making this Mysterio. An ally and okay, like I'm following along, and and then and then of course inevitably, like you said, any idiot could have seen that this was coming and he was going to betray him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. How did I fall for this? Like that's (laughs) okay. Well, uh, to your point though, I do
0: remember a lot of talk and a lot of speculation when this came out, even between you and I at the store. uh, You know, when it came out, you know, because they mentioned the. They mention the, the the multiverse in this, right? I think it's the first time, maybe the second time. I can't remember in in the saga where the multiverse gets mentioned. And by this point, again, this is this is August when this debuts of 2019. Comic Con had just happened, so they had just released. The lineup of all these 2020, 2021, the phase fours, the fight, you know, of, of the MCU where one of them was the something, something in the doctor strange in the multiverse or whatever. Right. So we thought that this could have been where they started to introduce that. So I can understand why maybe you got duped the way you got duped, but I just, I remember seeing it and and I just, I'm like, there's no way they're going to have Mysterio be this ally. He's going to be the bad guy. Now, in fairness, the elementals were pretty kick butt uh, and the way they, at least, you know, they were a hologram, of course, but the way they portrayed them, you know, I remember sitting there thinking in the theater going, well, these, maybe they're working under Mysterio or, or something along the line. You know, I thought they were real. That part did surprise me when you find out that they are holograms and they weren't actually creatures that were destroying stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, this movie, again, I think on its own, with some plot hole fixes, could have worked. I just, I remember walking out feeling unsatisfied. And remember, I had not seen the original Spider-Man, the Spider-Man uh, Homecoming yet. So now that I've seen both of them, I can absolutely say that Spider-Man Homecoming is the far superior of the two.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to like that movie better. Now, I mean, so my favorite parts of this movie I mean, Tom Holland, duh, he (laughs) he does a great job in that role. And even um, I I enjoy his interaction with um, Zendaya's character, MJ, that Mm -hmm. they perfectly portray what it's like to be awkward teenagers. Like I I volunteer with youth. I've worked with youth, how they interact when they're like, trying to flirt with each other is exactly how like middle school and, and, and like high school students would flirt with each, flirt with each other. And it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then, I, I, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And then I also have to say, while there's some plot holes with Mysterio, I think Jake Gyllenhaal does a great job playing Mysterio and giving a true motivation. And while there are some plot holes in his plan, like uh, the big one for me is that whole scene where you realize he's the bad guy and the um, he gives over the glasses and you find out most of this was a hologram. I'm like, wait a minute. Wouldn't the glasses have said, hey, uh, this is a hologram. Hey, facial recognition says this is a disgruntled employee from the Stark company. Hey, this doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> like that, that, that hole is a really gaping one, I think, in this movie. But I think Jake Gyllenhaal plays Mysterio very, very well.
0: Oh, I would definitely agree with you on that. I think Jake Gyllenhaal does a great job. Let me ask you, does, does Mysterio live up to a Marvel villain or do you feel that the Marvel villains theory holds for this one?
1: I, I think that Marvel is getting better at their villains. Like in this back half of this uh, saga series, I feel like I've said more that the villain does a solid job. So maybe like the early on in the MCU, they just had problems cultivating a good villain because they were focusing so much on the hero. Yeah, and I can now see that. that they, now that they have to put less attention on the heroes. They can cultivate more of a uh, good villain, and this one connects back to Iron Man three. I mean, the whole uh, he he talks about barf in Iron Man three, and that's what he calls it. He makes that joke, mm-hmm. and and so th- this was an interesting connection, interesting setup, and in a in a a unique type of villain in that he's. His whole shtick is he projects stuff that isn't real, but it looks so real. And so that that's a different twist on a villain that we haven't seen.
0: I, and I will say to that point, one of my favorite scenes was the scene when, uh, I'm going to blank on exactly what it was, but it was the one where Parker, um, he, he's kind of in the, there's a couple of them, but there's one where he's kind of in that building. It's an illusion. I think Fury's maybe caught or something. And, and it turns out that it was just Mysterio trying to extract information from him to find out who he told the plot to. And then he goes to, like, I loved how they used those, those, those mirages, if you will. Uh, and, And they even fooled the audience to some degree in a couple of cases. I will say one of my, one of the high points of the movie for me is the fact that Fury and Maria Hill are back, or at least. I think they're back through the whole movie, and then the low point for me is when you find out that it was Talos and and uh, um, be, they were impersonating them at the very end. Which I guess to come to find out that was not originally going to be part of the storyline. They made a last minute decision on that. In fact, to the point that um, the character, the actors who played Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury, didn't even find out that they were going to be that they were being quote unquote impersonated until like three days before the release of the movie. You gotta tell me. It was fine.
1: The little boy handled it. We helped. Taylor's.
0: Come off it. How was I supposed to know that the whole thing was fake? I mean, that was all very, very convincing. You know, the performances, the illusion, that costume, the craftsmanship, and that. I mean, this
1: is just embarrassing for a shapeshifter. Fine. That's one of those loose ends. It's like, why did they make that decision? Because. Yeah. It may have just been a gag, but I doubt it was.
0: Well, I know. Here's what I think it was. I think it was, you know, uh, well, okay, I can't say here's what I think as well. Here's where I don't like it because in our minds, Captain Marvel and Spider-Man Far From Home are only a year and a half removed from one another. Not even a year and a half, I'm sorry, like nine months removed from one another, eight months removed from one another. Yet, In the chronological order, they are 25 years removed from one another. So to me, it does feel really awkward that this interdimensional relationship that's developed between Fury and Talos and and his kind suddenly is just kind of thrown in there last minute. It just, it did, I know, again, it's, it's a loose end, but it just feels weird to me. Now, we talk loose ends, I will tell you, My favorite part of the movie, 100%, is the J. Jonah Jameson uh, at the end because it is the first time that a a non-MCU actor who played a Marvel character... Was then in an MCU movie playing the same character. So and I
1: don't know one person that says, Oh, no, J.K. Simmons didn't act that well. He wasn't a good J. Jonah Jameson. No, well, Everybody wasn't he also? Good. He was in it
0: in the, in the Sam Rami one, right? And then he was yeah. Or was, yeah, Sam Rami one. I believe he's also been the voice actor in many of the Spider Man
1: games, too. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, he's got the perfect just he, he he nails what jay jonah jameson would sound like there you have it folks conclusive proof
0: that spider-man was responsible for the brutal murder of mysterio an interdimensional warrior who gave his life to protect our planet and who will no doubt go down in history as the greatest superhero of all time but that's not all folks here's the real blockbuster brace yourselves you might want to sit out spider-man's real
1: Spider Man's real name is. Spider Man's name is Peter Parker. What the.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, we talk loose ends. Peter Parker's identity is now revealed, and that's where we end. Like, holy crap, right? So I think for me, you know, we've talked several times, you know, where would we put this movie on a scale of 1 to 10? I, I definitely feel, for me, this is, like, on the lower end. I'd say bottom third of movies. Like, it's not as far down as *Hammer man the Wasp or The Hulk, right? <laughs> but, but it's definitely, if you figure there's 23 movies, you know, you figure a third is an 8, 8, 7. I would put this in the bottom eight category in my book. What about you?
1: I think similar, maybe it gives in the bottom of that middle third for me. Cause I, I, I like Spider-Man, <laughs> but okay. um, if I'm watching a Spider-Man movie, I'm probably picking Spider-Man homecoming to be yeah. honest with you.
0: Or, or be frank, if I'm watching a Spider-Man movie, I am even pick, pick the uh, the animated one that came out last year. Cause I think that, oh, one's, even, that one's amazing. You know, it's like an MCU one,
1: and it's amazing. It, it's not. And honestly, I would watch that movie a thousand times. Yeah. It, yep. it, if you have not seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie, uh, it's it's a treat. It is an it really, absolute. Not, not, I
0: think it's on Netflix right now, so you I can, you can so. get it. So yeah. So you know we got a little bit of time on this, and, and I, that's partially by by design. Unless you've got anything else you want to add about Spider
1: Man? No, I, I think we've kind of covered it. It's a it's a it's a good borderline really good movie. There's some really great moments, but I, I, I there aren't any like really wow oh my gosh we have to talk about this moment.
0: <laughs> well, the reason why I wanted to leave a little bit of time because you know as I as the, the show has started to come out and people are listening to our series, one of the very first questions we asked in the very first ep- or sorry, in the second episode, the Captain Marvel episode, which the day we're recording this came out today, you had asked whether or not Captain Marvel was the movie that cemented whether or not this was the right order that we should watch the MCU in. And I had said in that at the time, you know, it's kind of hard to make that assessment. Then we need to get further into the movies to make that assessment. So here we are. We are at the end of this journey. We have watched all 23 of these movies in order. Those of you who are listening have done it in 23 days. We did it in 23 weeks, which is just as good. How do you feel about this order? I know we talked a little bit about Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of maybe being before infinity war and Endgame, game, but Do you feel that of the two options, chronological or by order of release, this is the way to do it for somebody who's new to MCU
1: completely? I really like the chronological. Um, And maybe I'm prisoner of the moment because that's what we did. And, but I also experienced both that I've watched every single movie in order. Now, albeit over a matter of 10 to 12 years, But I I like that something like what we just talked about, where this cameo from The Skrulls doesn't seem weird when you're looking at it in the context of when these movies were released. But it seems weird when you look at it from, wait a minute, it's been years since these characters have shown up in the timeline. Yep. Um, so I, I I appreciate the timeline, and really, to be honest with you, there's not too many movies that are necessarily out of order. Like really, it's kind True. of those first two. It's 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 Captain America: The First Avenger and Captain Marvel. Those are your main ones that like you could argue. Okay, do anything. Well, me. you get into a little little
0: funkiness with like Guardians. You know, Guardians One and Two smashed up against one another when clearly some other movies came in between. But I agree with you. There's nothing too funky. I think the funkiest, (laughs) if I can say that, is going to be Captain Marvel all the way up at number two. Like that that right there. And, of course, not having Iron Man as the first, right? But Captain Marvel, I mean, that had the biggest jump going from 2019 all the way. You know, it's it's like it's a – well, it's a huge jump. But, you know, I – meta aware, you know, pull it back, 50,000-foot overview – I will say that, you know, and we said this on day number one, and we can kind of say it now that we finally come to the conclusion of this journey. Feige and Marvel Studios pulled something off here that, frankly, I don't think anybody else will ever be able to duplicate, including Marvel Studios, again. I don't think... It's hard enough to pull a trilogy together. It's hard enough to pull an epic saga together. I mean, it took Lucasfilm... 40-plus years to do what they did, right? It, it took them in three different chunks. And and even then, you, I don't think there's any comparison between what Marvel Studios has done and what even Lucasfilm did or what Indiana Jones has done or what some of these other saga. I mean, you have taken literally these characters from all these different directors, all these different universes, all with their own independent storylines and yet still managed to put together a cohesive plot line from start to finish. And yeah, there were some bumps along the way, but damn, was it a fun ride?
1: Oh, and, and let's say other studios have tried to do this. Yeah. Like DC has tried to boot up their universe and just can't get it off the ground. Um, Universal was trying to do um like the monsters universe. And with the reboot of, I believe it was the mummy And it just didn't work like people didn't go out and see it. And so uh, you really do have to respect this as as an art form, to be honest with you, simply on the grounds of, wow, they they put together this cohesive story that that captured us. Um, because what other students have proven is you can't just put together connected movies and people will go see it. You, you have to actually put care into it. And you said it best. This is not one director doing all this. No. It's tons of directors and tons. Now, I know that there's one studio that has input, but still it's, it feels cohesive. And that that's such a major accomplishment.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And like I said, I don't even think Marvel could duplicate this. I think this is a once-ever attempt at something like this. I think that anybody else who tries to do it, it's just going to be a, a a secondary attempt at greatness when greatness has already been achieved. And, you know, Feige and, – and here's the other thing I'll say. Marvel's not done. I mean, we know they've got a, a several movies, TV shows – um i think they've got some com uh, comics that are based on the mcu they've got some animated book you know a number of things that are coming out on the horizon i will say that I, and i've read this in several different places that this break that, that we've had since spider-man far from home and now it's going to be almost 21 months and by the time black widow comes out if it doesn't get pushed back again who knows it could but this break that we've had while in the moment, it's like, Oh my God, we need some Marvel. I think this break is the best thing to happen to Marvel because it resets the palette for superhero movies once again. For let me, let me rephrase that. It resets the palette for good superhero movies once again. Because as you said, DC has produced crap, crap. I mean, none of the stuff they've put out has been good. They've had a couple of okay. I think Aquaman did okay. Wonder Woman got pushed back. This new Wonder Woman did, right? But other yeah, than but that, he, like,
1: yeah. The original Wonder Woman, I, I would argue that original Wonder Woman, like the first movie they put out, that is a good movie. Um, but that's I haven't the- seen it, so I can't speak to it.
0: I just it's really I know good. what I'm reading in terms of reviews, and it may be a good movie, but it's nowhere on the epic scale of the majority of the Marvel movies.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And, and in the terms of it's a good standalone movie, just in terms of the DC extended universe, yeah. it, it, it doesn't have the cohesiveness that the rest of it has. But yeah, no wonder woman, wonder woman is very good movie. Very good movie. I have to take a look at it. I have not seen it,
0: but you see, I'm not bought into the DC characters. I guess that's part of it. It's just, I, I, I never, I, I am so jaded on, on the, the reboot after reboot after reboot of Batman, like this new Batman they're trying to reboot. I have no interest whatsoever. I'm in going to see it at all. Cause how many times can you reboot Batman? I mean, it just, it blows my mind, but that's not this conversations, right? <laughs> All right. Let's, do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, we're closing out a 23 day saga here. You got anything else you want to add before we close
1: out? I'm so excited about the movies that are announced. I'm so excited to see what stories they can tell next because now they can enter into these new characters and even they're bringing back some of the old characters and where, you know, you've got Dr. Strange two on the horizon, you've got Eternals and Shang-Chi as two brand new characters that are, and and, uh, in terms of Eternals, a whole slew of brand new characters are going to be coming in. And I mean, Spider-Man three, I know is, is coming. and, and,
0: And to that point, I think Marvel is at its best when, um, they introduce new characters. I mean, you think about all the different times that they've introduced guardians was an example. They weren't sure, but guardians turned out to be an amazing franchise. Doctor strange. We weren't sure how it would do. It turned out to be an amazing franchise, right now. Something you didn't add to that, that I want to add real quick. um, We are in unknown territory now with the whole um, uh, Disney Fox merger too. I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but Disney just or Marvel just took the unprecedented step. Well, I don't say unprecedented because Star Wars did it, but the step that we were kind of wondering what was going to happen, where all of the non MCU uh, product that's been produced under the Fox banner and other banners that Disney owns is being labeled Marvel Legends. I think is what they're referring to it as, and so the old, all the X Men. All of the Fantastic Four, all of that stuff that was produced under the Fox banner, uh, Deadpool, all that stuff has been labeled Marvel Legends or Marvel. Basically, it's the non-canon. It's, it's, it's almost the way that Star Wars has labeled their stuff, Star Wars Legends, right? I, I don't know if I have the phrase correct, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. So what that allows them to do now is reset with mutants with x-men with dr x with and not have to worry about these other pre-established storylines over here
1: and yeah x-men and fantastic four are are coming i I don't know when i have no intel on that but they're coming like those are too big of characters in the marvel comics universe to not do something with
0: it almost makes you wonder if uh (laughs) if um if when they do bring wolverine in will they use uh hugh jackman you know it's like does he could they figure out a way to cross him across the multiverse i just think it'd be hilarious if they could he might be too old i don't know but i think i mean i can't picture a wolverine that's not huge
1: Jackman. you know oh i um, i, I agree with you there is so one one tidbit I, I will put in here is so there's a famous comic that uh uh scarlet witch wanda maximoff whispers no more mutants and for a while in in the comics there was like a 100 mutants left and that was it so it like killed mm. off all these mutants mm. and there's speculation and again this is pure speculation that this wandavision tv show is going to end in the reverse of that that it will actually cause the mutants to populate in the mcu
0: Ooh, man that'd be yeah. that would be fun
1: We'll see. I, I, again, that's, that's pure, just like a fan speculating, but uh, who knows? We, uh, it'll be, I mean, honestly, WandaVision is the next MCU based thing that we have coming. You know, we were talking about Black Widow, Black Widow, Black Widow, but it's now WandaVision. That's the next thing we're going to get.
0: The merch is already starting to pre-order. So, okay. So it is closing time. Uh, Before we go through and tell you all the the, the fun stuff that you can do to get a hold of us, uh, Today is November 5th, if you're listening to this on release day. Uh, Normally, we would release a show on Friday, which would be technically tomorrow. Um, We're not going to do that. We're going to take a break. Uh, We have just literally bombarded you with 23 episodes in a row you need a break we need a break um so the next episode is going to be next tuesday um we had talked about this before we jumped into infinity saga series which was the diz games listener challenge we have got that show recorded it will be out on tuesday the i think it's the 10th um with our social media guru who's been on all of our social media posts eric he is coming on board to stump Uh, Matt and I to see if he can win the the Diz Games Listener Challenge. And then after that, we've got that Friday, the top ten Star Wars characters from any of the nine movies with some rules, which we'll talk about on that show. And then after that, we have got a whole host of all new content coming your way, including a bunch of holiday-centric episodes, because we are in the season now. So... I can hear the sleigh bell song, the sleigh bells, or the sleigh bells, the sleigh, the, the, the sleigh song singing in my head right now. So, can I
1: get sleigh ride uh, when when, when you edit it? Can I get sleigh ride under here, please?
0: I I think I can manage that. Yes. So, um, okay, uh, Matt, how do they get a hold of us?
1: You can email us beersandears1928 at gmail.com, Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at beersears 1928. You know, I, I, I know we're, we're, we're pushing time here and you've listened to us for 23 straight days, but... Thank you everybody. Thank you for, for listening to this. This was a crazy idea that we had and, and so far the response has been great. We're, we're, we've been so excited to talk to people about it and uh, thank you. This, this, this has been so much fun and we're glad that you're having so much fun listening to it as well.
0: And we're going to do one more thing here that you've probably been missing over the last 22 episodes, because right around June, Uh, We started doing this thing where we would raise our glasses and say that this episode's been on us. But you'll notice that for all of these ISS episodes, these Infinity Saga series episodes, we've not done that because we started recording these in April. And in order to maintain the continuity, uh, we didn't want to put that in there. But we're at the last episode. These last 23 episodes have been on us. So raise your glasses. Cheers, everybody. Thank you so much. And we will see you again in just a couple of days. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.
0: There was an idea. Stark knows this. Called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to, to fight the battles that we never could. Phil Coulson died still believing in that idea. In heroes. Well, It's an old fashioned